Hello and welcome to episode three. Yes, we're on episode three of Two Discs, Two Dude, Two Dudes, Two Discs. See, we're three episodes in. I've already forgotten the name. Anyway, welcome to Two Dudes, Two Discs. L I A M. I'm Liam. That's a little in joke for later. Uh, and I'm one dude, and this wouldn't be the right podcast without another dude. It's Craig. How are you doing, sir? Hello. I am very, very tired. <laughs> As it turns out. Um, loyal listeners i should say um from our first podcast will know that um i've recently became a father um and uh yes i've hit that pink uh, that pink no as you can tell my, my brain doesn't work and uh the, the little one is is very uh needy and demanding and it's lovely but also at the same time quite exhausting as you know liam yes uh for being a father yourself yes 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 i do i'd like to tell you it gets easier um but uh, we had we had a toddler's meltdown earlier over a youtube video so i'm not oh. even gonna i'm no yeah you got that to come <laughs> anyway we're, we're, <laughs> we're here to talk about music um if, if you want to follow us on our on our secondary podcast two two dudes and two kids then maybe that can be something for for subscribers later on in the day two dads two discs <laughs> so um following on from uh, the last episode uh, where we gave each other an album to pick uh craig what did you recommend for me for this week so i recommended poppy her album i disagree um which has come out this year yes yeah. yeah and we're, we're gonna save that one for our for our second album uh and I'll, and I'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get onto Poppy. And my recommendation for Craig was Venus Doom by him, uh, which was back from 2007. Uh, so we're going to talk about that one first. I'm just going to introduce the album. Uh, so this was, uh, as I said, released in September 2007. It's the sixth studio album from the goth rockers him, uh, hailing from Helsinki in Finland. This was produced by Hille His. I think I've said that right, and a, and a guy with an easier name called Tim Palmer. Um, <laughs> they both uh, worked with the band before, and so sort of had a bit of a rapport with them. Now, this is a bit of a different style to him. Uh, this is the heaviest album that the band have recorded. This is the darkest album the band have recorded. Uh, just, just putting it out there, so NMA rated it positive. Metacritic uh, rated it 67 out of 100. It, it, it wound up number two on the Finnish album chart. It chucked in at number 12 on the Billboard chart and 31 on the UK album chart. It didn't appear on any of Kerrang! or Metal Hammer's albums list of the year. As I said, this was built from a little bit of darkness. So Vila Velo... Um, uh, Villa Villa likes to drink and he, and he liked to smoke and he was heavily drinking uh, during the writing uh, process for this. He spent a lot of the early writing process up in Lapland with Lee Dorian uh, from Cathedral. Uh, so locked in Lapland, drinking away to a point where he was uh, reportedly puking blood um, and so had to be escorted to uh, rehab. Craig, had you heard of him before? Had you checked out him before? uh and what were you expecting before you hit pay on this right so yes i have heard of him before like most people who uh may be aware of him it goes back many 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 years um to when jackass was a huge thing and bam Majera yep. <laughs> Margera was uh champion uh championing him as this kind of amazing band the heart of Graham was everywhere uh, we're talking like you know when i was like 15 i wrote it off as lovey dovey gothic nonsense uh, <laughs> i wasn't really interested in in it, him because i was a bitter 
young uh, lad. Uh, none of the goth girls were interested in me because I didn't wear guy liner. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't worship at the, the altar of Villevalo or Bam Majera. Um, so yeah, I was familiar with him and I returned, I'd say a year or so ago to him and kind of had a listen because one of the songs that he did, uh, Buried Alive by Love, was in my head. And I was like, oh, I'll maybe as a more mature man <laughs> who, was, uh, who knows a bit more about love and loss, uh, they might resonate with me a little bit more. And so I, I had a listen and it was okay. Um, so that was, this brings you up basically to, to date with my yeah. experience with him. So going into Venus Doom, I've not heard this album before. I've never heard of anything from this album. I wasn't surprised to find that it opens with a cigarette being lit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Found it I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's him. It's definitely him. Um, One thing that I was really surprised by is that, because in my mind, him are pop rock with gothic lyrics based around love and basically overdramatic and and swoony, croonerish kind of vocals as well from from Villay uh, because of his very low um, voice, kind of almost like a bass register to him. so I was expecting more of that. And, and, and to a degree, that's what I got with the exception of passages of what I can only describe as doom metal, which I assume yeah. where the doom thing comes into it. Yeah. Like the first song on an album usually have like a, a, a quite a fast song, quite a, uh, something that grabs your attention, not something that's really slow. And weirdly, this starts with like, it has both of those things. Yeah, you're right. Um, it has both, both, both connotations because because it the 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 it opens with the title track um, Venus Doom, and it's it's not a, a slow track, is it? But it's not a fast paced mover as such. No, and and the thing is, like, it, it sounds very much like a hymn song to me, right until I think the two minute and fifty seconds mark, where it goes into this really slow, doomy drone um, passage. And those kind of things pop up through the album, you know, quite a lot, actually. So I was worried as well because him have this kind of, again, I have this preconceived notion that him are a very kind of lovey-dovey band, which (laughs) lyrically, yes, they are. Um, And I was expecting ballads nonstop, like gothicy ballads and, oh, woe is me. And... It it threatened to do that. It was there were several passages and intros where it was like, "Here's the ballad," but it never did. Um, never so you know that's fine. I think one of them turns into a bit of a ballad, but it's for the most part it's pop rock with kind of touches of Sabbath and kind of stoner doom rock uh, or or doom metal, uh, where everything grinds to kind of a slow pace, and you're left in this kind of really kind of sludgy section of these songs um that's you know first song is very much like that second song uh love in cold blood is is again pretty similar it goes into a quite cool groove at the end of things the, the guitar is fairly intricate for a riff uh, yeah. there's a lot of bounce to it then you hit passion's killing floor uh which actually weirdly reminds me of taproot if anyone else is familiar <laughs> with that band i i i'm not I don't, I don't put the two together in your, in my head initially but yeah i can, I can kind of see where you, you go you, with, you, that. with the riff with that bow, yeah the, the riff it reminds me oh god what's the song i can't remember and, and you know what it's it's going to ruin the flow of things but <laughs> trust me on it um you know and, and again with passion's killing floor there's another doomy section that comes into it um 
Sleepwalking Past Hope, which is the fourth track, uh, gives us more of the Sabbath vibe, uh, except where the chorus it changes and it gives me Michael Jackson vibes for some reason, <laughs> primarily because uh, Ville Vallo, again, he's, he's quite, a, quite a good vocalist and um, he kind of is able to navigate from a very low kind of space to these kind of really high-pitched notes and stuff. But at the end, in this particular song, of every passage in the chorus, he goes, ah! And it's, it just... <laughs> I couldn't help but going, what was that? Yeah. That's a touch of the hee-hees to me, you know? I, I couldn't get over it. You do, um, you do get with, 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 uh, with him songs, you, 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 not quite as bad as Dave Draymond in, in Disturbed with his animal noises, but you do get these oohs and ees that sort of just appear and, and they can catch you off guard, especially if you're not, yeah. if you're not familiar, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he, he's very kind of like, like I said, croonery. He, he yeah. kind of... You know, almost imagine him leaning into the mic, cigarette in hand, and maybe even whiskey in hand for this album, um, and just kind of go like it's just letting it kind of roll out in this kind of viscous sludge coming out of his mouth, which probably sounds a lot more appealing to to gothic uh, women than it does me. But so you know, that's as, what I hear. as you say that, right? That that's a really really interesting point. So. Um, I, I am a fan of this band and I've, and I've seen this band a bunch of times um, and I saw them twice on, on this on this run and they changed their style live so as you said you imagine him standing at the mic cigarette in hand that's exactly how he was so pre Venus Doom he'd be walking around either with a cigarette or a can of can of beer and, and being a rock star you know with all the swagger walking around the stage when he quit he quit the booze, came back live, and and was smoking more. But he would stand there hanging off the microphone with the, with his. It, it wasn't even a beanie; it was more of a beret that he was wearing. And he'd have the cigarette literally constantly. This this is pre-smoking band, yeah. But yeah, he he would just literally stand there and just light a cigarette and sing and sing and just hang off that mic. And that that was this whole stage presence that went with this whole Venus Doom uh, sort of uh, touring cycle, if you like. And yeah, and you, you pick up with that, and, and it suits that sort of vibe. Going back to um, Sleepwalking Past Hope. So this was their longest song. That goes on a little bit. Did you like it? Ten minutes, isn't it? Yeah, ten minutes song with a lot of instrumental, with the band getting to show off a little bit. Um, yeah. are, are you a fan of that sort of? Yeah, but, but more not instrumental, but but, but you know, give, giving the band more rather than sort of being all about the vocals. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it. Um, like what I find is, you know, with prog brand, prog bands. Oh God, this is going to be a struggle, isn't it? <laughs> prog <laughs> bands. Say for example, like Opeth, their songs yeah. are usually in the ten minute mark, um, and there's a lot of movements between certain passages uh, that are you know appealing to listen to, and you want to see where the song goes next. Um, so there is an air of it to that. It wasn't quite as um, as shifty as Opeth in terms of uh, you know that that feeling of movements going through different passages of the riff, um, yeah. but you know it, it's nice. Um, one thing that I would say, and I guess this applies to the album as a whole, you know, is that, you know, if this was something that I was writing or participating in, I would have liked to have give a lot of the songs an edit <laughs> in terms <laughs> of these droning passages. Yeah. And maybe that would have been another one where, you know, let's have a section where we go instrumental boys, but let's rate it back in a bit. Cause yeah. you know, we don't want to kill the flow of the song. Um, 
So yeah, that that would be my my take. But then I'm not a Finnish sex symbol, so you know I can't really speak with any authority on that. There, people obviously like it. What I was going to ask as well, because like I said I'm only vaguely familiar with Doom. Uh, Doom, I'm vaguely familiar with Doom. <laughs> I have it a lot in my mind. It's in my back of my head. Yeah. But I meant him. Um, like it, those Doomy passages. From what you were saying earlier, that sounds like that's not typical of their back catalogue. It's not. It's not. It's okay. the, so, like, like you said earlier, it, it, they are a pop, rocky, gothy band with the whole. Not necessarily. I let, let's be in love. Let's 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 create a beautiful thing. There, there was always sort of darkness in their lyrics, but the the whole style and the whole musical style changed with this record. So, where if if you look at things like you mentioned, "Buried Alive" by Love, um, if you look at the album, which was before this, uh, which was uh, "Dark Light," which was actually the more poppier. Um, the most popular sort of album that they've released. That was um, a bit more a lot of lightweight, not lightweight, but sort of lighter guitars, lighter, lighter vocals, more radio rock. And then, and then you go back to say Razorblade Romance. And my my personal favourite um, him album is is Deep Shadows and Brilliant Highlights. And that's a bit more sort of pop rock, goth, like you say, with goth orientations. Love love songs, love rock songs. Uh, with with the occasional crooner and dupe slow song and ballad, but never the doom, never the dull, never the sludge that you get on this. So there was definitely a shift to to write an album and and to write an album to honour their their biggest influences, Black Sabbath. So although there's there's a lot of doom and and down tune guitaring and and darkness with it, 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 it was Black Sabbath that they were trying to to emulate with this. Um, and the fo- the follow up, um, so there was two two albums which followed this before the band called it quits um and they don't sound anything like this either so um the follow-up album went a little bit le- more, more keyboard friendly let's just say that because you, you can you can hear the keyboard in, in in bits in this but it's more like a atmospheric if, if rather rather than sort of holding the song structure together the album which followed that uh, was actually a bit had a bit more acoustic so actually villa was, was playing his acoustic over guitar track so this this stands on its own um, and that's why I really like it so much. I, I, I really, really like this album. It's not my, as I said, it's not my favourite Him album, uh, but I, I really respect this album a lot. And it's one that I do come back to and, and play a lot because I, I just think it's very different for a band that people think are going to sound one way. And then you go, have this. It has its own sense of identity like, yeah. within the back catalogue, which Completely. is good because it's easy to kind of like feel like a band's body of work feels like homogenized when it doesn't even progress or, or you know introduce any new ideas there were there was there was a couple of singles which came off this record so um i, I don't i don't know if you know if you, if you saw the single so it was um it was the kiss of dawn um partially written about uh, a friend of villa's uh, suicide so happy happy happiness the theme really going um and also yeah. bleed bleed well uh, now bleed well is is one of my favourite songs off this record, if not me, my favourite song. I, I, lo- I love the guitar riff. I, I love I love the chorus. I, I just love the big chorus that you get in it. Um, I'm surprised it didn't get m- more of a, a scuzz and kerrang push with, with that when it came out. So I think that, that deserves to be right up there with, with their bigger singles. Um, that, that, those, those two, have, you know, they are the singles. They, they, they speak to me. I, I love Passion's Killing Floor. Um, it was from the Transformers soundtrack as well, so that that was that was something. Um, I, I just love the "My Heart's a Graveyard, Baby," yeah. and I'm not going to try and sound like Villa Vele, but that, that's <laughs> Halloween and and rock, and that's just everything that's, that that speaks to me. Um, 
Dead Love is Lane, I, I don't know if you, knew, if you picked up on this one, it's actually a bit of an ode to Jack the Ripper, like you could tip a hat to a serial killer of the past, but they did it. <laughs> um, but, but, but one thing with, with him albums, and you get this on every him album, the, the, the final song, Cyanide Sun, and, and every, every him album ends on a downer. Every, every him album ends on a slow, do, 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 do. Um, and this is no this is no difference. It's Cyanide Sun, it, it's for me, it's the weakest song on the Elmy album. It's just another hymn closer. Um, and bleh, for me, but yeah, uh, what, what else do you, do you pick up? Yeah, uh, again, to pick up on Cyanide Sun, yeah, it, it felt like that was a typical ending track of an album where you, yeah. everything's winding down, and um, it depends on how you feel about that. Like, for me. I get it because if you treat an album like a whole piece of work, um, it's kind of the equivalent to the final act of a film where you have some sort of resolution and that kind of that slow plodding groove is a way of getting to a point where you're like, okay, we've been through the fast moments. This is kind of the bit where we take stock of things and, and kind of look back at the rest of the album. So it works like that as a song on its own out of context. No, not really. Um, But like overall, like I really did like the drum sound on this album. I don't know why it was kind of um, it was resonating with me. <laughs> I don't mean that to be a pun, but like I really quite like, especially in um, Dead Lovers Lane, the chorus with the double snare shots as well. Yeah. There was something about it. I just couldn't couldn't put my finger on it, but I really enjoyed it. Um, the guitars, which considering the guitars are tuned down to like B, I think in certain songs they are surprisingly free of bite. You know, like I was expecting more of kind of an attack to the guitar sound. And and it's kind of, I don't know if it's because of the, the medium medium, not medium, but the, the genre of uh, hymns music where the guitar can't really be too front and center, but I was expecting a bit more, which is, you know, especially considering the lead guitar on this, the, the solos, pretty badass man yeah <laughs> i was like yeah, he, not he's, expecting he's this awesome he, he is yeah. he's proper awesome um, i think he, i was familiar with uh his his band um is it daniel daniel lion eye um do you remember the Lionel. the viva la, yeah the the, the yeah. viva la bam series which was the um the, they did the theme tune for that so yeah i enjoyed it the lyrics as i said you know where i wrote off him as being this kind of lovey-dovey gothic romantic stuff um yeah the lyrics are very much in that vein um so much so like you can make your own hymn song title (laughs) by taking a phrase about like danger death or despair like replacing one of the words to be something about love or romance and stuff like you know you have love in cold blood passions killing floor sleepwalking past hope um so i actually did that um so (laughs) a few a few that i came up with are loved to death (laughs) <laughs> a grave for two <laughs> scara and blasphemy oh ooh, yeah like and then i started to get a bit silly so i have butts in the belfry <laughs> 50 nightshades of gray <laughs> and a blumpkin from persephone so uh yeah it's it's quite fun to have a, a as a little game 
<laughs> if you ever get bored, just try and work out your own hymn title subtitles. Listeners, um, post your opinions and, and, and hymn song titles in the comment section. I don't know why I'm pointing down like there's a comment section <laughs> below me. But, but please, please, let, yeah, let, let's, let's tweet us and yeah, tweet, us, tweet us and write on Facebook your own hymn song <laughs> suggestions. And we want to hear, and, and the most ridiculous ones we'll read out next time round. Yeah. Uh, to summarize, God. Uh, don't edit this out. Don't edit this. Just let it be because there's no way in hell. It's a moment in time. We can't make it coherent. Okay. I've not had much sleep. It's just going to have to be what it is. Um, but to summarize, I thought this album would suck like, and, and brutally because I, I'm not a fan of this time music really. Um, and wasn't a huge fan of him. There's like I said, some sort of, uh, preconceived ideas that I had of how him would sound, uh, from past experiences, and I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I would. It, like, it wouldn't convert me to be a major him fan. And I actually was going to, if I had enough time, I was going to put like eyeshadow on <laughs> during our Zoom So, so was I, I was, I've got yeah. a him t-shirt upstairs and I was trying to find it. Oh. Um, and I was going to stick some, some, some guy liner on and, and, and go the whole look, but it just never yeah. happened. <laughs> it it would have been funny, but like I said, time. And also this is a very, this is an audio podcast. So <laughs> it would be completely lost on people listening. Um, but yeah, it won't convert me to be like a, a him fan, which is probably just as well considering the band have finished now. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I would say that you know it's it's interesting, um, and it, it wasn't anywhere near as dreary as I thought it would be. Um, so my favorite song, I'm pressed between two. I think I'd have to go with either "Loving Cold Blood." or Dead Lover's Lane. Um, in fact, I'd say Dead Lover's Lane just because of that snare hit in, yeah. this, in, this, in the chorus. I really love that. In terms of a numerical rating, yeah. um, I'd say 7 out of 10. Yeah, Like I said, it, it's, it's not something that has set my world on fire. Um, and, and one thing that I was kind of initially critical about was that because of his low baritone voice and because of the fact that it's so mopey, I was like, oh God, there's no hooks on this album whatsoever. And after a couple of listens, I caught myself uh, singing like uh, "Loving Cold Blood" at the sink whilst I was doing my washing up, and I was like, "Hang on a minute, where is this from?" He gets in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I found myself reevaluating that, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? Actually, yeah, he's, he's getting in there. The earworms are, are very much uh, burrowing through my brain." <laughs> Um, so yeah, I guess yeah. That's the Dead Lovers Lane. And yeah. what about yourself? Like, where as a him fan, um, and you said it's not your favorite. Yeah, album, so it's it. it's not my favorite album. And um, I've, I've like like with like with any when when you've got a, a band that you really like, there's there's often an album which which sticks to you for a, per, a certain time and 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 just brings you back. Like we said with like with with in episode one, like the Menzingers. Um so my 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 favourite album is Deep Shadows and Brilliant Highlights. It's just, it's just one that's always stuck with me. It's uh, one of my favourite songs of that was it was uh, Heartache Every Moment. Um, and it's got more of a country and acoustic vibe to it. I just really, really like that album. People will hymn fans will disagree with that. They'll say either Razorblade Romance or, or Love Metal, the two big big albums are, are the best ones. Uh, I, I would put uh, Deep Shadows uh, as number one, and this this is number two for me. I would actually rate this probably an eight out of ten, uh, just slightly higher than you. I've, I re- I really really like this album. I think it's it's a it's a really great nod. Um, yeah, so I I'd go eight out of ten. That's personally, if if you're not overly keen on him or this kind of dreary goth pop rock, maybe this is a good point to kind of uh, to, uh, an entry point. I say yeah uh, to his back catalogue or their back catalogue I should say um, because it's not as uh, mopey <laughs> in, and, and, well, and if you, 
Lyrically mopey, like, but... Yeah, and if you like the band and people tell you, oh, it's just rubbish, pop, goth, play them this. <laughs> Boom, because <laughs> it's more than that. <laughs> mm, indeed. <laughs> so that, that was him. That was, uh, that was Venus doing by him, and, and he let us know on, on Twitter and, and Instagram and, and Facebook what your thoughts are on that, and, and let us know some hymn song title names, and, and we'll, we'll put the eyeliner on and, and, and him up if that's a phrase, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll post those up. Um, and so now, now we move on to Craig's pick, uh, which is I Disagree by Poppy. Uh, this was released earlier this year. Um, Craig, why did you pick this record this week? <laughs> why, did you, so why did you give me this? I gave you this because it was something that, it's somewhat of a curveball, and it threw me for a loop as well. So, to those who are not familiar with Poppy's work, Poppy is this kind of internet thing, YouTube star, where she would make um, videos that were very unsettling, not like kind of horrific, but something was never quite right. And the way that Poppy speaks is very hushed. She kind of looks like um, a kawaii kind of Barbie-ish creature. Um and it's all very surreal. Like she has a an enemy called Charlotte, which is a mannequin, and she has a best friend who's a plant. It's very weird. And my understanding of Poppy was that. Poppy went into making music, which is this electro-pop kind of thing. Again, not really my thing. So I was aware of it. And then all of a sudden I see that Poppy had signed with Sumerian Records. Yes. Which is, yeah. As a, is, a label that's known for pretty heavy bands, yeah, as it like turns body, out. body Count, Smashing Pumpkins, Dillinger Escape Plan, Straight from the Path, Alex, Asking Alexandria, um, to name to name just a few. So we yes. put Poppy in with that lot. <laughs> yeah, so it didn't make sense, and even more so, like I started seeing images of Poppy, and and like I said last week, she was kind of clad in in almost like bondage wear, and it's like, where has this come from? This this one eighty. On, yeah. on kind of image and so I started to listen to the first single which is Concrete and initially <laughs> for this is babes, this is basically someone trying to cash in on baby metal and um, yes. but the more I listened to it you know what the more I started picking up little bits and what grabbed me is that the lyrical content of Concrete is again really unsettling like so she says the lyrics are bury me six feet deep cover me in concrete turn me into a street and you listen to that and you go what yeah. why would anyone want to be a, a, a street and it kind of it goes into the mythos of poppy of this creature that's learning about you know celebrity and social status and things like that um and you know she kind of has the idea of being revered and and this objectification that happens in pop music like not really a great example, but Katy Perry's firework where, you know, you're a firework. Woo. It's that, but like the, it's not quite right. And yeah. so she says about being a street and then it goes on to the chorus, which is chewy, chewy, yummy, 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 sharp and pointy. <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. Break yes. me off a tasty treat, sugar in my teeth, demons in my dreams, watching me sleep for eternity. And it's, it's just, it's always this kind of, you, you think it's, you think it's cutesy. And then, yeah, <laughs> and, and then, it catches you, you're like, what the hell was that? And the whole album has that unsettling feel to it. It really um, does. It really yeah, does. So my, my favourite lyric, I'm just going to jump in for it. So this, this was my yeah. favourite lyric, which was, I tried to eat ice cream, I tried to drink tea, but I need to taste a yoga and blood in my teeth. Yeah, which is again, 
it's it's kind of meta commentary on like you know how social media stars and stuff devour the adoration of younger people yeah and it's really clever in that respect but the, like i said at, uh, from that point that was my entry point it's like okay let's give this a spin the album's out i'm i'm in for the ride now and you know what i i've kind of <laughs> i just well I'll, I'll explain afterwards but yeah i wanted to just give it to you and say you know hey what do you think of this yeah. so with that being said what did you think of this? so so my god um First of all, thank you for this. Like, I have gone through a hell of a ride with this album. I've I've played this so much since you um <laughs> since you recommended it. Just because it it took me a while to 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 even understand it. So, concrete, honestly, when I when I when I when I first played it, I I wish I'd done a reaction video, which is a thing that that the younger generation do these days because I laughed my head off when, when, when the, the chewy, chewy bit came, I just, I just find it hilarious. Um, it, it starts off, concrete starts off really slow with a real industrial, like almost like a new metal kick. And then that cheerleader baby metal star voice comes along and then riff, riff, riff before it goes into, um, I'm not gonna sound really bad. There's there's an there's an old song going. No one knows how how much I feel about you because that's what I heard. And yeah, when, God only knows. Hit, that, that's it. Exactly that. Exactly that. Um, when it hit the when it hits the keys, and then and then you get a queen queen solo, <laughs> and it's like what what is going on here? This is track one. <laughs> this is this is just a, a, a clusterfuck, but. And that, that was my first initial listen, and then, and then it fades out, but it's a real sudden fade, like they've just literally switched the volume down, and then it just then fades out. And I was like, what am I, what am I doing listening to this? Like, what, what has he given me? Like, but the more and more I've gone back and listened to this song more and more, I actually quite like it. <laughs> like, <laughs> there, there, is, there is something, there is something bizarre about, about Concrete. Um, we we move we move on to I disagree, and and in my notes for this I just put riff because the riff in I disagree is just monstrous. It really is. This is the kind of song that Marilyn Manson wishes he could write now, and this is mm. being this is being written and recorded by like a young. I, I don't know. Has Poppy got an age? Is 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 is, is is she just uh, an entity? I have or no idea. <laughs> you know, this is a YouTuber doing Manson better than Manson could do in places on this record. Um, and then, so thinking about that, just to jump in as well, yeah, like, um, did you not get a, a Bring Me the Horizon vibe with that riff about like a wonderful life of what, of what it yes. reminds me of? Was this a single? Because this would be yeah. a wicked single. It was a single, yeah. Um, there's a music video for it, which again is very strange. Uh, it's Poppy in a business, uh, sorry, in a boardroom with loads of suits. Um, where oh yeah, I think I saw uh, this one. Yeah, <laughs> and, and eventually she burns them down. Yeah, uh, because the chorus is down, let it all burn, burn down, down, burn it to the ground. We'll be safe and sound when it all burns down. <laughs> so yeah, if if nothing's if it's not kind of clear enough yet, she's clearly like saying something needs to to go, uh, and I. In part of the poppy story, um, I think it's just kind of the that freeing yourself of this kind of controlling organization. But in terms of like her actual real story, I think this was a conscious decision, like and a kind of um, 
I guess it's uh, what do you call it? Like autobiographical song about her breakup with her producer who made the music, well, the previous kind of uh, albums with. Yeah. Like this is very much someone going, nah, all that shit, just fuck it. Start again, burn it down, <laughs> yeah. start again. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then we get to track three, and uh, track three is is again a, a quite a different start. So um, blood money. It's it's very nine inch nails. Um, yes. It, I, that was that was my first sort of takeaway with it, um, and and uh, I, I I I like Nine Inch Nails. This this song really took me. This is probably one of the hardest songs it took to get into, and then I found myself singing it, um, and it going around in my head, and I was like, "There it is." Really, really, really gothicy with a cheerleader vocal, um, and that that cutie vocal, like we've already touched upon, which which makes it even more creepy. Uh, which is great, and that, as as we move through the album as well, um, I get to nothing I I need, um, which is a a completely different style. So this 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 was a nineties chilled out dance track. Um, <laughs> this is this is nothing like the heaviness that that goes. This this is this is Sunday vibes radio two uh, with a bit of electro. You know, I've never been into the Ibiza scene, but if you imagine sun setting on a beach with the party about to start. Mm-hmm. That you know, like completely different, completely different. Um, I think that there's a, I think there's a reason for it. Like I, I see this as one of those albums where these placement of the songs is deliberate, and that song yeah. is very reminiscent of her other work, but it's also it precedes the two most fucked up songs on the yeah. record. <laughs> yes. And so I think it's almost yes. like a palate cleanser of like, oh yeah, okay, this is her realizing something about you know this twisted idea of fame isn't really what it's cracked up to be and then you have the two weird weird songs that follow afterwards yes, and, and like, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah sit, sit stay um was that was that was the next one i think it was which sounds That's like it, it could come off the the blade soundtrack <laughs> i was you know i could just imagine vampires in a club um and uh and just yeah blade stuck to my bite your teeth yes my god how now, good how good that drumming i love this song joey jordison in this in the studio or something because that is <laughs> slipknot like, i have no idea who's in it but this song oh, man that i love it for a number of reasons right so i'll break down to two though so we don't drag on all night the first being that it sounds almost in parts like a devin townsend song so you've got these really chunky percussive open riffs and then this really bouncy Zappa-ish melody, that Zappa-ish melody, um, in the bite your own teeth, bite your own teeth. Like, it's just all over the shop. Yeah. And then coming to the end of it, there's a huge riff that stops. And what you'd normally get in this kind of music is, is like a breakdown or a call to a breakdown where the vocalist you goes, go! Or <laughs> no, like that. Okay. But what is it, it instead? In her little dainty voice, she just goes, go. <laughs> and then it's just atonal genty stuff kind of slow sludgy it's beautiful <laughs> oh man i i love it i love a cheesy mosh call like when you get this you get heavy music like broke this shit up or something like that but mm. go and then yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah I, I i absolutely love that song it is so so good um and then we get sick of the sun which sounds a bit more or O-Tune did say, like, I don't know, that, that one didn't, like, coming coming off that before, it did, just didn't do it for me. Um, and then we get to, to weird stuff like Bleep Bleep, which I think is just a really cool song title anyway. 
uh, which is a bit more, again, a little bit more electro, a little bit more dancey. And then we get the most baby metal uh, standing song of the album, which is Chaos Times Four. Um, mm. with the with again the cheerleader chaos 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 coming in um, and that that's the one that really gave the baby metal vibe to me um, even though you, you hear it in in places over that that one really sounded like it could be lifted from a from a baby metal album um, which I'm not I'm not too okay with I'm, I, I know the, the hits but yeah baby metal don't do it for me so, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not for everyone. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think I'd take this over baby metal if I'm honest. Like, yeah. I, I mean, there's more. There's more to this. There, there's, there's, there's bits as well. Like, say, Bring Me the Horizon, and the, there's a reason I, I want. I want to bring Bring Me the Horizon up. The the riffage in this sounds sounds like when Bring Bring Me Go Heavy, but but modern day heavy. Not not mm. talking of a, anything sort of pre Sempaternal when they were like a hardcore band not um, like pray for plagues and stuff yeah no, nothing like that um because that that's just not the band they are these days but in their modern their modern guys and when when they hit the heavy the heavy now i hear that sort of guitar saying and, and that sort of riffage all over here but also bring bring me the horizon have tried to go on pop and i quite like bring me the horizon when they're trying to be pop I, I, there's something about it and i think the problem is it is it is earworms into my brain and so it sticks in my brain and so i end up liking it and but the, the electro without using a real terrible terrible phrase poppy sounds on this album is way better than what bring me the horizon are trying to do and i think they could maybe take a leaf from this if they want to become the the big band that they seem to be striving for because it, it's it's done so much more better with this and and this this is someone that's probably got a bit more a bit more of an earful for what a younger listener might might like these days rather than a slightly older group trying to think they know what younger younger fans like it's difficult because like this for all the new metal kind of stuff that gets thrown around about this album these guitars are really detuned like past new metal. We're talking, we're in gent territory. Now there's yeah, no yeah. poly rhythms, polymetrics or anything like that. Uh, but we're talking people using eight string guitars and stuff. So yeah, it's modern in that respect. Um, and the electric stuff, uh, sorry, the electronic stuff, I guess is, is kind of, uh, Poppy was in that realm for many years. So I would not surprise that she's perhaps a bit more well-versed in it. Um, but also like to, to be fair to bring me the horizon, like, um, they are trying to slowly, I wouldn't say shed, but incorporate elements without going a hundred miles away from what they did from beforehand. What they know, yeah. And, um, it's their development's been interesting, and I think a lot of it's been down to. Um, and I don't know this. I've heard this from like friends talking about Bring Me. I'm not overly familiar with them, but where Ollie has gone, I got clean over the years. He's wanted to be better, and that's kind of that. Fo- you know, they've had more of a focus on yeah. writing actual songs. And um, I will say that I am quite excited about the Bring Me the Horizon EP that's coming soon. And the reason for that is because they are working with Mick Gordon, who wrote the music for the Doom and Doom Eternal games. And those soundtracks are fucking awesome. So they, so, they just yes. dropped a new song called Obey, they which did. is absolutely banging. Um, and without taking this on too far, too far of a detour, but I, I, I really, really like that. And that's, that's how that band should sound. I think they, they've really, really hit a nail with that one. I'd be interested to see where that goes. Yeah, and they have Youngblood, which is a, um, a very poppy artist who's quite emo. This is the second wave of emo, I guess. Yeah. Um, but he can scream pretty well. Um, 
But on that note, to career it right back to <laughs> pop music and stuff. So there was one track that I wanted to, to kind of highlight, especially because you mentioned about Manson. Now, Fill the Crown, right? Yeah. It starts off almost like a Robin song. Now, I am a, a bit of a secret pop queen, what can I say? <laughs> I do like a bit of Robin. Um, and what cracked me up is on the YouTube comments of this, is people's first exposure to Poppy from Sumerian Records. And so they click play and it starts playing and you see a comments going, wait, I thought this was metal. And then like it goes into the riff and goes, baptize the children. And it's like, oh, there we are. That's it. But, <laughs> and people, we're not 100% sure on this now. The male vocal in the background alongside Poppy singing is very Manson-esque. Oh, and Right now, I'm not sure if it is Marilyn Manson or not. I don't know if it is. She's recently just got engaged to Ghost Main, who makes some sort of horror rap. Ho- ho- yeah, there's... Like really I've, dark stuff, and I, I need to kind of delve into it a little bit more. But she is friends with Marilyn Manson. So, Could is it be. him? Is it Could a well cameo? Who that knows? would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Do, we, do we know who's in her band? Do we, do we uh, know who any any anyone from our world that's in this in this band in this line? I don't think so, or at least if there is, I'm not aware of it. But no. that's you know, it, yeah, I'm not aware of anyone. I think there was a band and they left, and then there's another band now. Um, and interestingly, what you've uh, listened to with the four additional tracks on it, that's actually the re-release that's come out recently. So okay. the album actually, uh, well, not actually, it doesn't. Like it, it stops where you press stop, but the original pressing of the album stops with "Don't Go Outside," okay. which ends with this acoustic medley of mm, the choruses from other songs. It, it doesn't go back into this heaviness after that. Originally, this is the four extra songs that she's released, or they've released, or as, whoever has released. Yeah, which gives you kind of a bit of a flavor as where they're going to go next potentially. Yeah. And also, because I'm obsessed with Poppy now, <laughs> and, and the floodgates <laughs> have opened. <laughs> She, and I don't know if you've seen this, she did a cover. I know where uh, you're going with this, because yes, this is what I was going to say. This, Go this, on. This, all the things she said by Tattoo, this, this <laughs> yeah. is my favourite thing that Poppy has released, because this is an absolutely incredibly good cover. Really? Um, I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I, you're a I'm, massive fan of Tattoo to start with. Um, <laughs> but I used to like that song. Um it, it's. Uh, I think it's really good. I think it's. I think. I think it's a really, really good cover. I think it's something that I can potentially get away with sticking in a in a set at a DJ night, which which is what I I, what I hear for, and, and I like a good cover that I can throw in, and I think I could I could get away with that one. And I just, yeah, maybe it was just me thinking, oh, I know this song, I'm singing along to it, and it's a bit more <laughs> edgy. So yeah, I, I really, really like that. Did you Did you not dig that? I, no, you know what? I I loved it. <laughs> I was just. <laughs> I was just playing with you. Um, I'm going to be honest, like Poppy, uh, this album and the two songs he's done previously uh, with one, which was with Fever Free Free Free. Yeah, I listened listened to that one. Yeah, Scary Mask. Yeah. I'm I'm all for that. Like I, yeah. I don't mind the dreary, dreary. Ugh, still suffering from sleep deprivation. <laughs> hell, listeners. Um, you know that, that kind of dreamy pop is is cool, and there is kind of something to uh, once you're into the mythos of Poppy, there's something to quite cool to dig into. But I mean, we're here for alternative music. This is very yeah. alternative. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is totally you know a recommended album from my kind of uh, perspective. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, because uh, when I went back, I, I listened. Uh, there was there was one that stood out called Choke, um, and a and a record with that on, and and that was more electro, and that mm. that I just and, and I and I still listened to it all the way through, but I just went, nah, not not for me, um, and then then just kept going through on 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 Apple Music and just playing and playing and playing, and then I finally got to the tattoo cover, and I was like, yes, that that's cool, and then the, then the scary mask one with, with Fever three three three, that's that's pretty cool, um, yeah. but yeah, I. I, I I like this record. Um, nothing against the other recommendations. I've I've played this album a lot, a lot more than I thought I would. Um, Poppy has infected me with something, and I think I would go back to listening to this again. It's, there's something there. There's something yeah. uh, that grabs you, that that twists you. You you've got to get past the bizarreness first, and once you're past that, sure. So before you. I ask you for a numerical rating, like let me ask you a question: Is this? the sound of someone who is seeing an opening of a market, uh, sorry, opening of a market in terms of the new metal alternative side of things and it's capitalized on it, a la baby metal, you know, or yeah. is it the sound of someone who's literally snapped and has thought, you know what, my prestigious career where I was this glittering pop doll, I want to trash it as much as I possibly can and make yeah. music that I actually like. Do you know what? I really hope it's that second one. I really, mm. I really, really hope. And, and when you when you listen to the lyrics, there's a lot to say that it's that second one. Do I think she's got some very clever people around her, some very rich people around her, some people that know the business around her? One hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, new metal is not making a comeback, but there are bands that grew up on new metal that are working their way through the music industry. All it would take is a is, is a label executive to go. There is a sound. Why don't you try this? Why don't you work with with these musicians and then bang, we've got something. But so, so for me, I think it's a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B mixed in the middle. But I, I think there's there's the lyrically that there's there's too much darkness in the lyrics to to just be corporate. Just, it's not like a, a clear sellout record. Like no. there are some moments like Blood Money and uh, anything like me. Like that are genuinely not pleasant to listen to no. because. And, and I love this about um, female vocalists, especially, um, is where you've got like a synthesizer, which is kind of quite low, quite dirty, or some jarring music. And then you've got a female vocalist delivering like almost shouted lines over the top of it. The contrast is so abrasive um, in a way that's, you know, you know, you have definite shouting and stuff. That's very different. What I'm talking about here is like something that it's just primal something, almost. Something from within that, yeah. that's, that's really coming out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that it goes completely against what you would think about, um, you know, uh, someone like Poppy, her music beforehand. And you think, oh, synthesized uh, pop versus, you know, this, this lady singing on top of it. Um, it's, it's just jarring. And I, I really love it. It's like yeah. one of my favorite sounds ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. And, and, and I, th- I think as well, if this, if this album had been littered with big name guests, then you would again think it's more of they're, they're trying to push this or trying to market this. But because there isn't and it's poppy, that makes me again sway towards, I think this, mm. this could be. And, and it'd be, if, if she follows this up with a similar sound, um, then you know exactly where she's going to be. And she's on the download bill. So she's, if, if, down, yeah. if festivals happen next year, um, she, she's on the download festival bill for next year on the second stage. I think it's on the Killswitch Engage day uh, as well. So they're headlining the second stage and you've got Poppy playing early on. Uh, and I can see that splitting a crowd. I can see that, I can see that mm. peeing off the, 
the hardcore, that's not metal, blah, 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 uh, brigade and bringing in a, lot, a younger audience that are going to love it. And I'm all for that because metal should not be about denim, leather and Saxon. And that's nothing against that at all. If that sort of thing, I, I like Saxon, but embrace it because this has definitely got a place in, I, don't, I hate to say it, our world because <laughs> it, it, she could just go on and play this record and she's going she's gonna to get some fans there and she's going she's gonna to prove some people wrong. Yeah, you have to admit like the ridiculousness of it or, or at least acknowledge yeah. it bef- to yeah. enjoy it. Like it is essentially this uh, young woman who is dressed up like a Barbie doll, uh, basically singing really heavy, disgusting tunes. And there is a whole story around it that you can follow if you really want. Um, you just have to accept that it's a bit absurd and then just go in with no kind of... Um, no kind of judgments and just kind of enjoy it for what it is exactly it's it's actually a lot of fun (laughs) it is a lot it is a lot a lot of fun um so i i I want to tell you i I think you can probably guess we we have this idea of the the playlist of what song we were we were pulled for the playlist and and Mm. your favorite song it has to be bite your teeth doesn't it it's got like it's got to it's got to be that um I, I would be throwing that on there, but I would be pushing two songs for the for the playlist. I'd be putting "Bite Your Teeth" and I'd be throwing "I Disagree" on there as a title track because I think I I love "Bite Your Teeth." I love I love the heaviness of it, and and but I think you need some weirdness too because you need to understand the full poppy experience. So I think yes. you, you need to throw "I Disagree" and "Bite Your Teeth" into that playlist, um, and then you've got everything this album's about. Yeah. I, I love Bite Your Teeth. And, and again, it's not just because it reminds me of Devin Townsend, which, you know, that's a big kind of thing for me. Everyone knows that. But, like, it's just the riffs are pretty sick. The the song itself isn't in standard 4 4. I think it's like a, you count a six beat to it. Um, and it's just that breakdown at the end is just, it's so disarming where she just sings, well, she speaks in that little kind of uh, kawaii kind of voice. It, it's hilarious. Um, I love it. Yeah. So definitely going on the playlist for that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's my, that's my, that's my favorite Mosh call ever. They, no, nothing's going to beat that. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. And, and out of 10, I would, I would actually push this to an eight out of 10. Oh, okay. I would I, actually rate it that high because although it's not something I initially liked, it's something that's grown on me. It's something I appreciate. It's something that is completely different, that is brilliantly created, brilliantly constructed. There's a dark story to it. It's got everything going on, literally, sometimes in one song. You have to break down the door. You have to stick with it. But once you get there, there's so much enjoyment to have out of it. And music should be about being a, a, about gaining in, in enjoyment and and just switching off and living with that. And that's why I would stick it as eight out of ten. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'd say eight leading to nine, very much so because it's like it's got everything I like about music. It's got variety. Like a, a, an album to me, you you want some variety. I've always to listen to it as a single listening experience is a bit of a downer if it's just one note. Um, and I don't mean like a drone. Either. I mean like, you know, just one style constantly. Um, it's got female vocals with synthesizers. Again, one of my favorite sounds. I, I love that. And it's just kind of something so, um, like I said, abrasive about it. It's just perfect. And um, yeah, there's the whole kind of backstory that you can dive into if you really want to. And uh, if you can, if you don't want that, you can also analyze it from a kind of, um, 
this person's personal life perspective and, and it's just got so many layers. So yeah, it definitely, uh, let's say eight out of 10. So let's, yeah. let's agree on that. Let's agree on that. That's cool. That's cool. That's, that's fantastic. Well, let us know what you think of Poppy. Dare, dare you go into this. I, I actually, I double dare anyone that's listening, play, press play, stick with it and, and mm. just enjoy, please, please just, just enjoy. And let us know what, what, what you think of it. Um, and we've, we've had some, some cool tweets from, from Owen on the, on the Twitter account, which is at two D's two discs. Get that out there. Um, on the, uh, the, uh, the crusade. Um, and there was, there was a nice comment that, uh, that he put about it was uh, kind of he was, was looking it back through kind through the eyes of retrospect, which really sounds like a trivium song. So I really like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and also yeah, he, he mentioned that the first two tracks sort of like what we agreed they were trying to sound like Metallica, um, and uh, and doing the, doing their best to sound like that. And yeah, you know I think that's what we sort of best agreed with uh, when we were when we were playing that. But. Uh, well done, Owen, for, for going back to the crusade because we went through it to talk to you guys about it. Yeah. Um, so thanks for, for getting in, involved in and going down. Thank, thanks for suffering with us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we feel like you're one of us now. You're, you're the third dude. <laughs> um, exactly, yeah. Not yeah, many dudes by the end of this. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wow. Um, I've said it now, too late. <laughs> so, yeah, get, get in touch with us on the, on the Twitter, like us on Facebook. We're on Instagram as well. What would really be great is if you can hit follow on Spotify or Apple Music or whichever device you're listening in on. And if you could just give us a little rating, it just pushes us up and makes us a bit more out there. Um, and the more out there we can be, uh, makes us yeah. smile. So. There's a reason why we ask people to comment and stuff because the any kind of interaction like that drives uh, the social media algorithm. So the more there's activity on an account, the more that Facebook or Instagram or Twitter will push something to other people, and then more chances the you know the the entire production, if we can use that term, uh, will grow. So you know it, it's not only a cool way of interacting, but you also be helping us out uh, because we don't help ourselves out with scheduling this out. To be honest, so we need all the help we can get. Yeah, we'll put up a poll. We'll put up a poll on all of them. Poppy, yes or no? So, you know, come down the poppy rabbit hole with us. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that, that's always great. Do the social media thing. Um, and we'll, we'll get in touch with you. Like we already said about, well, we, we want some hymn song titles. We'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put some guy liner on and, and beanie and, and we'll, we'll make me a meme or whatever. Um, but also, yeah, let, 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 us, let us know about uh, what you think of poppy. Um, and so it comes to... The point where we do our next pick for okay. the record. It's that time of the episode again. The time that you're all waiting for. The time that we're nervously sat wondering after Poppy and the Crusade what each other is going to throw next. So I'm going to give you my recommendation first. So the first three albums that I, I picked garner a bit of emotion. So there's two albums that I really, really like, plus a cheese fest, which is terrible. <laughs> so for my fourth recommendation, I'm going to go away from the emotional side of things. So just something that I like turning on and banging my head to. Uh, and this is a great band for that. So I am going to I'm give nervous. you, <laughs> I am going to give you an album which was released last year. So I think this is my most up to date pick so far. Um, this is a, an album called internal atomics by the band Stray From The Path. Oh, okay. I've never so heard of them. You are go I hope you're going to enjoy. They are a little bit of Wait, a leap back. 
Yes. Did you mention them in the first podcast? Really? Yeah. So they ah, are. So okay. I, I, I like to speak from the past. They are on Sumerian Records, like our good friend Poppy. Um, so that is for your listening pleasure. Good stuff. Okay. I've been really torn. There's multiple ones. And, and you said him was one of your favorite bands last week. So I was like, do I then pull out the, the do I break glass for Devin? You know, um, <laughs> but no, I, I'm going to hold back. Uh, we'll wait for a bit more of a milestone. Um, I think I'm going to suggest something that isn't too brutal, but there's a lot of discussion about it online. Um, it's, it was released many years ago, but has been re-released this year. Okay. And that is In Flames and the album Clayman. Ooh. Now, the reason that I say about this is that the re-release comes with four re-recorded tracks where they've re-recorded four of the biggest hits from Clayman uh, with a new producer. And I'd like you to listen to the album and then listen to those four and let me know what you think of them. So you, you want me to listen to the original album and then the new four tracks? Yeah, so that, yeah, that's so, cool. so the, the recently released one, it's... Let me put it this way. The internet has had a few thoughts about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, you see, In Flames, I, if, we, if we go... I, I, w- I won't go too much on In Flames now because we're going to talk about this in, in the next episode. So never massively in on them, but I know, I know a lot of their stuff from back when we were younger. Um, mm. Back when they were good <laughs> because they have changed a little bit, haven't they? So In Flames have gone through a couple of regenerations, let's just say. They're like the Doctor Who of metal. Um, and it hurt me. Like, okay, so there's the good period of In Flames, right? Which I say good. I'm using this term subjectively. It's not my opinion. This is what people in the metal scene will say. There's the good in flame, which is uh, Jester Race right the way up to um, Clayman, literally there. And then after that, you have Reroot to Remain, which is more the riffy space where I guess this more American influence came into things. Yeah. I actually really like <laughs> this period of in flames, but it got to a certain album where I was like, oh, okay, I, I'm, I'm over it now. I'm going to move on. And I heard someone discussing about oh, old flame, old in flames is much better, and they quoted one of the newer albums that I'm aware of as old in flames. That <laughs> hurt, man. Oh, okay. Like, oh, yeah. If you think in flames are are a bit weird now, you should check out their old album soundtrack for your escape. And I was like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> that is not new. That's not old in flames. Cool. So yeah, I think we're gonna have that one. So, listeners. Tune in on for episode four for Craig's thoughts on Straight From The Path and my thoughts on In Flames. Uh, so we are very much looking, looking forward to that. Uh, it will be coming to you at a time. <laughs> we will we'll get a release yeah. schedule at some point, are, so please bear with us. We are trying to find our footing. However, you know, it is very difficult. <laughs> I've tried to have a word with my little daughter about this stuff and scheduling it, and she's not listening, to be honest. It's almost like she can't speak English. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, listeners, thank you to you and you and you uh, for sticking with us because we know you love it. Hope you enjoyed the episode. We will see you, hear you, you'll feel us sometime soon. Good night. Yeah, we'll be in your ears soon. (laughs) (laughs) Whether you like it or not. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.